The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Today, Tim fucks Doyle's fat rolls again. It's episode 224 of Thinking Outside the Long Box with Gabe. One, Tim, but not Doyle. So how does he do it? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, we're good. We should be good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode oh, 224 shit. of... Oh, shit. We're not recording over here. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are we recording yet? Yes, oh, recording. shit. Oh, shit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 224 of Thingy Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Tip. I'm Juan. And Doyle's not here because... Who are you? All right. <laughs> Run away, Sophia. Run away. <laughs> Run away, you still can. Today we're going to talk about the... Doyle's fat roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to talk about they the... They cheese themselves. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's going to be like, really, guys? Really? <laughs> like, I literally felt my stomach go, like, raw right there. I was just like, oh, shit. We're all fat, all right? We all I make know, fun but, of it. I know, but, like... Cheese, the though. cheese though is really fettuccine's coming back real. Quick. Yeah, we did just eat cheesy noodles. So Doyle Chini. What are we talking today? About? We're going to be talking about <laughs> today. We're going to be talking about our pop culture classic, The Way of the Dragon, 1972. This might be the furthest back we've ever gone. No, I don't think so. I think In the Heat of the Night is older. Yeah. Side note. Speaking of boobs, there was a really good pair of boobs in this movie. You know, that was probably one of the weirdest moments <laughs> in the movie, for sure. Yeah, I didn't really understand what was going on, uh, but... In the Heat of the Night came out in 1967. Oh, I'm wow. pretty all sure right. it's the oldest movie we've watched all right, so far. All right, all right. Maybe we'll watch something a little older after Jason's pick. So Yeah. You'll I... find out in like two months. When we have forgotten. <laughs> so, we need you to start bringing that little book to the table. I know, right? So, Juan, you picked this particular Bruce Lee movie. Correct. And Why? largely based off of the last fight. Because right. I don't remember the last time I f- watched this movie in its entirety. Right. So. I love Bruce Lee. I like everything that there is. I I told you I get hard for the weird. This call back to last episode, but I get hard for the weirdest things. Like I I I have so many different things that I really like that I get nerded out for. Like for the last month, I've literally I haven't I've been too lazy of an idiot to take my iPod out of my car, hook it up to my laptop, and refresh all of my iPod, uh, podcasts. And so I've just been listening to sports radio for like a month, which I don't do. I love sports. I don't normally like people talking about sports, but it's been amazing. I don't know why. I just, I happen to have this weird fucking mind where once I'm on it, I'm fucking on it. And I like Bruce Lee. I've, I've, we've, we've, I visited Bruce Lee's grave, uh, him and his son's grave a long time ago when I don't even know if me and Alicia were married yet, but we, we did it on the giant road trip, but I like, I love Bruce Lee. So. I also love Bruce Lee. And I, love, I also love Bruce Lee. I love Asian action movies. I love Asian action movies. This particular combination of comedy and action really doesn't work. And you can tell that Bruce Lee, as a first-time director and editor, doesn't 
completely know what he's doing. So, so I've I've heard in interviews that he he does it purposefully because he was he he was playing around with the way that shots the way that the shots are shot the way that the scene is because he he does a lot of really when there's not when you're not seeing people he does a lot of really wide shots um he does a lot of shots where they're like literally kicking the fucking camera like he he likes doing things that were just not being done because he thought it was cooler so in the action scenes it works like the action scenes are really cool um there's like four of them. There's not a whole lot of fighting in this movie. I couldn't and remember I, it, and I was like, Johnny, look, they're going to fight. Oh, fuck, they got to go cook again. Uh, All right. So, so yeah. here's – I really like Bruce Lee's movies. This is like the weakest one with the exception of Game of Death, which doesn't really count because he died in the middle right. of it. You know, yeah. So that's – that had a lot of potential. It has the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fight. It has another fight with Chuck Norris in it. Like, that's cool. So there's probably, like, three things that I think really hinder this movie. The first is that because we are watching a dub of it, because I assume you watched the English version of it. The concept that there's Italians, Chinese, and Japanese people all speaking separate languages is, like, I think kind of lost. So like the moment where the moment where you get to see the great rack. Okay. He doesn't understand what's going on because what she's saying to him doesn't quite mesh with like the vibes that she's giving off. Right. And when she says, you know, come to my house with me, come to my room with me or whatever she says, he would not have understood what she was saying. He just reads her actions as her telling him, you know, if someone's it's being friendly, thing. be friendly, right. you know? So it's, there's a lot of like that, that I think there's like a lot of missing nuance to it. And I, I well, think there's a scene where he's speaking to a translator for somebody. Yes. Yeah. They're all just speaking the, English. And they're all just speaking it's English. It's the boss. It's the two. So it's the boss, the head, head boss, and then the kind of high level boss. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, translate this to him. And they're all just speaking English. And it's, and then because Do I don't, we've been, we've him. been watching so many dubbed things yeah. that I, it didn't even click. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, <laughs> what, what just happened? <laughs> like, I don't get it. And then I was like, oh yeah, they're all speaking different languages. So it's like, it's a nuance. And I think it's like a comedic nuance that it is, is missing and it makes a lot of it not funny. The action is like not silly. All of the action is serious. Like, which the, is another thing that, that he really tried to focus on. And like, I understand that, but if you're going to tell a comedic, no, no, no I, know, I know action I know. story, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh well. Like watching him break Chuck Norris's neck, and then, and then try, like, like and then like, in the next and scene. then like play something out for laughs, like in the next scene, it just doesn't work. Like it's it's awkward. And again, it's because he's a first time director that never had a chance to make a follow up that we could actually compare it to. Yeah. You know. So the other thing I think it really really suffers from is just some of the acting in it is very wooden and you can tell it's like very wooden no matter what language they're speaking like the head boss guy is like he might as well be lurch from the adams family like he is (laughs) just terrible every time he's on screen so this is his fourth movie 
Yes. Marlo, I don't remember that one. Uh, the Big Boss, then Fist of Fury, then Way of the Dragon, Game of Death, Enter the Dragon, uh, the real Bruce Lee and Game of Death too, but those aren't. I don't think those. Those aren't star real. Yet. Yeah. So Enter the Dragon was the last like real. Those are are Bruce exploitation movies. Yeah. They call them. So I, I didn't realize this was the first one he actually directed. Directed. I didn't. Yes. I didn't pay attention to that. But I, I, I do, I do and know wrote. that he, he wrote it. I do know that he had a pretty big hand in all of his fight scenes and all of his movies. And I know that it, 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 in some of them, it was interesting that they had to slow them down because they were the, they were fighting way too fast for the cameras to pick everything up. Uh, and I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit just in Bruce Lee world. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I get that it was, it was definitely slow. But I was just I it, it 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 pumped me up so many times. Like I said, I told John. I think I told Johnny like four times before they actually fight the the thugs. That oh shit, like he's gonna fight somebody and then he, he doesn't, just doesn't ever fight anybody. Dude, this movie goes what it thirty eight minutes before yeah. there's an actual fight, and then it goes to like an hour and ten before there's a second one. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's like history it's of tough, violence dude. all over again. <laughs> I was so bored watching this movie. <laughs> so this has an eighty nine percent critic score and an eighty six percent audience score. I think a big part of that is Nostalgia. when it came out and a lot of those critical reviews are going to be critics talking about a style of movie that hadn't been seen before and hasn't really stayed where he was with it. So if you think about the kind of movie that he's creating or attempting to create is the track for Jackie Chan. Right. Like that comedic action film. It's the track for Stephen Chow who made uh, Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle. Like those movies found the right blend of action and comedy by working the comedy in a like kind of slapstick way into the action. Whereas like there's such a hard line between really fucking intense fight scenes and then like a bathroom joke, you know? And it's like, it was like, he went to the bathroom like 10 times. He takes a shit all the time in this movie. I think about the fifth time he did it. I said to Tim, like, dude, he should go to a doctor. Like, (laughs) he did eat a lot of soup at the beginning. (laughs) I don't think he liked it. I think that's why he was like mowing it. Uh, It was weird. (laughs) That was a weird scene. So, so the the so this is crazy to me. So it's got a really good critic score and it's got a really good audience score. I don't know that he. I don't know that that has a, everything to do with nostalgia. And and I think that some of it just has to do with the fact that Bruce Lee is was a fucking huge deal while this was all going on because they made the, the budget for this movie was one hundred thirty thousand dollars, which is. A lot of fucking money, by the way, for a 70s movie. Yeah. yeah. And it went on to gross in the box office $130 million fucking dollars. Yeah. It made so much it was a money. Huge it was a yeah. huge yeah. hit. And I, and I think I it's under- because he's he was Bruce Lee. Like, people were just so fascinated with the dude, yeah. they, they forgave everything. And like else. I said, I think a big part of it, too, is that it's literally, like, groundbreaking. Right. And there's no denying that. Like, as much as I didn't enjoy the movie, like, at its face, like, understanding that this is probably one of the first of its kind, like, 
especially for American audiences. It's like when it's like when people went and saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for the first time, and they had never seen a kung fu movie where a dude runs through the tree branches right. and like sword fights in the air, and they were like, "Holy shit, that's a movie that can be!" And you get to say to them. Welcome to 35 years of Asian action films, you know, and they're awesome. They're awesome. And I think this is very much the same thing. Welcome to a comedic action film. Like, can you think of another movie that's like that that came out prior to 1972? I can't even think I can't. of anything that far. I, I didn't. I was so much older when I started falling in love with this stuff. That I don't, I, those, these are all things that I'm still discovering, you know? And like, 100%, there are Shaw Brothers movies like this. There's 60s and 70s, like, action comedic films that were coming out in, like, China and Hong Kong and stuff, but not here. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's really any precedent for this kind of movie at that time in the right. United States. And no, that probably American, has a lot to do with it too. American cinema was taking itself way too seriously. Super seriously. That's like yeah. the era of taxi driver and yeah. like it's Scorsese and all that stuff. Everything mean streets. Yeah. You didn't put like cars blowing up with ha 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 ha. Yeah. You put yeah, cars you... blowing up with a dude getting hit with a baseball bat for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Roger Ebert Attica, said Attica. this sort of stuff is magnificent silly and lee to give him credit never tried to rise above it i i think that i mean it's it's what you're saying you know he's still trying to find that mix of what because he took his fighting so serious that it it rises so much higher than everything else because it's a it's fucking cool to watch yeah and then you have these weird moments of shitting and and boobs and (laughs) like it's it's just really weird and i i I agree with restaurant friends (laughs) Yeah. One of whom is like in on it the whole time, like the guy that you think is really no, cool. That was the uncle. He came back. That he wasn't in the movie until the very end. Oh, I thought that was the guy that like owned the restaurant no, that he no, met no. there. He's the one who sent Bruce Lee down there to begin oh, with. Oh, well, that makes way <laughs> more sense. And then he's like, wait a minute. He came down here and fucked my whole plan up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that clears up some confusion for me. No, I, I, Johnny was, Johnny didn't understand the very end of the, like, why Bruce Lee covered him and put his black belt on Chuck Norris. Right, out of respect. And that's what I said. I was like, you, obviously, I hope you don't ever fucking kill nobody. But, like, (laughs) if, if you win at something, that's, that's a sign that you're not being a dickhead. Like, you're, he didn't want to kill him. He told him, like, three times, stop. Like, he, he didn't tell him, but he's like, don't stop. Like, stop fighting. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> right. And so it was just a sign to another, what I, I assume was ass, a Chuck really Norris. good fighter. You know yeah. what I mean? And that he gave him the respect that he thought he deserved after he killed him. I thought, yeah. that, And, like, Norris. that's one of those moments, like, that's really cool. It's really great. But it's really weird and something right. that's supposed to be comedic. And like, it's also an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This, this movie is... An hour and 40, an hour and 45 minutes of buildup to one fight. And like that. I I do love that you, you get the fighting in different levels. You get like the low life street thugs 
And then at the end, you gotta fight the two sub bosses before you get to like the boss. boss. Right, but what I need is like about sixteen more fights with the low level street thugs before anything else happens. I like the dichotomy of that. Like, no, I do. When you get to uh, the uh, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar one, um, what the fuck is that one called? Game of what's that one called? Game of Death. That's yeah. the same concept. He's fighting his way up to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. and it's progressively getting harder. It's the Mortal Kombat. are different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's super it cool. cool. I love that. And like I said, Game of Death, I feel like it would have been an amazing action movie, except for the tragedy that took right. place while they were filming it. Because if you look at Enter the Dragon, which came out after he had passed away, but was filmed like before Game of Death, like that movie's fucking incredible like big boss is fucking incredible chinese connection is incredible like those movies those movies are so good that they make this one seem like so bad and like i don't think that's necessarily true you know what i'm saying right because it is very groundbreaking it is very interesting and it's like a cool idea I just don't think he had a full grasp on how to do it. And compared to his other movies, this one is easily like, yeah, I don't want the camera fourth out of five, you know, like it's, it's tough. I think some of it is that because he was a big actor in China before he made his move over. Uh, I think some of it is he was trying to teach Americans to fight to, to, he was trying to teach them his way of fighting and some of these movies were like lessons of that. Like w- Game of Death is the perfect example because it tells his life of how he got to the style of of uh, it's Jeet Kune Do is what yeah. he ended up fighting, but how he got there because he learns how to get there by fighting all these other dudes. Uh, and it's it's cool, it's interesting, but it's like a you need to know Bruce Lee to to really understand some of the movies that he did or else some of it just is weird. Yeah. Can be a hard pill to swallow. Bruce Lee specific kung fu. I mean all kung fu has its tropes, but Bruce Lee's stuff is very specific. It is because it's not kung fu anymore. There's it's not like a way. His, it's his own thing that yes. like that genuinely no one had seen before. And as a consequence, you get amazing like martial artists like Jet Li who make movies like Fist yeah. of Legend. Where you're like, holy shit, someone can do that? Jackie Chan, Drunken Monk. Oh, buddy, there's, there's Drunken a, Master. There's yeah. A, Master, yeah. There's a fun uh, interview that Jackie Chan does if you ever get a chance to listen to it. Because he's Jackie Chan got his start on Bruce Lee's production company as an as an extra, uh, and he goes on to say they're they're shooting a movie and he's got uh, like a staff of some sort and he fucking whips Jackie Chan with it. And he's serious. Like the scene doesn't, then they say cut and Bruce Lee's like, Oh fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you, hit you. And he, Jackie's in pain the whole time, but he's acting tough. Like he's like, it's Bruce Lee. I can't show him that it hurt. And right. so <laughs> it's such a really, you should go listen to it. It's a really That's good awesome. interview. That it's sounds a really, really good awesome. Jackie Chan's an awesome guy. He is like, and honestly, like this particular like genre of movie, like the comedic Asian action film, I love them. It's just that this one is like the prototype right, for him. Right, it's yeah. like it's like watching it's the, like the prequel. It's like watching the initial <laughs> idea for it and being like, "Ooh, 
That's a cool it's idea. It's like the warrior nun. Uh, it is absolutely <laughs> the literal opposite. Nothing of the like the warrior nun. Because you know what genre of television warrior nun is going to go on to spawn? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I love Bruce Lee. I'm not I'm not regrading it as a film, which Doyle will be like, what the fuck? That's not, you know what I mean? But I, I love Bruce Lee. I don't. No, I'm the same way. I'm going to be like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> I give it thumbs middle. I was really bored by this fucking film. It just it was do definitely it slow. But it, it was cool because I was watching it with Johnny and I was like, oh, check that, this that out. Is, do this. Watch. See, that would have made a big difference <laughs> if I was like showing it to one of my boys for the first time. But uh, I didn't. But then again, this is. <laughs> then again, this isn't the one I would choose to show my kid. No, no. you know, I would be like, let's watch close. Big Boss I, it's Man. It's literally because. Big it's Boss, a Chuck the Norris Big Boss, movie. not yeah, Big Boss Man. Because <laughs> the Big Boss Man sucked, but yeah. the wrestler. Yeah, I <laughs> loved him when I was a kid. But it's yeah. because of my nostalgia for the fight at the end, that's yeah. why I was like, we should watch. And that it movie. is crazy. Like, I definitely wish I just would have watched the fight on YouTube, though. <laughs> he breaks Chuck Norris's neck in a pretty fucking brutal way. Yeah, the he guillotine. Looks so much. He. Lo- I mean, obviously, it okay. Was, it was. Se- it was. What the, the 70s. fuck is going on? Is with going his on with his hair. body hair? Holy shit! <laughs> like he has like. Like sheepskin rug growing on his chest, it's so and then patchy. just like wings on his fucking shoulders. Like, like, what is that? He has like middle of the neck hair back. Like, uh, oh, dude, Chuck like- Norris's body hair. Thank God they started waxing that dude before he made movies in the eighties. <laughs> Fuck. Be careful, he can hear you right now. <laughs> uh, this movie, I give a thumbs middle because, like, I can see. The idea, and like I appreciate that. I love the action scenes in this movie because it, it's impossible to take your eyes off of Bruce Lee fighting because it's just so incredible. The scene and where he was he's su- like getting gassed up for the for the oh, fight at the end there, dude. He's just such like Tim said it perfectly. Yeah. He's a specimen. Like he is just something else. Like he is such an incredible athlete that when he's stretching, he looks. Fake. He looks like a comic book. He looks book. like he, a cobra. He does when he that. does yes, this thing, when and his whole body kind of... Yeah. 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 He's like, Jesus Christ. And then when he does that shoulder thing... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and his fucking like, blades are like this. Like seven inches out. What the fuck, oh, dude? My, my son, too. We're watching... That's about to fight. And at the beginning, the beginning kick is thrown when a cat meows. Yeah. And they, the cat and Bruce Lee kind of make the same noise at the same time. And Johnny's Whoa. like, what the fuck? Like, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the cat is kind of dictating the rounds in the fight. Like that's kind of that's kind of cool to me. But yeah, dude, his athletic ability is off the goddamn charts. Even just when he when he folds himself in half to stretch or when he's kicking oh, yeah. and his knee is like millimeters from his face, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. does he not have... Who are you kicking up there? Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to kick Jesus? Like, what the hell? Who's coming down from above? Like, <laughs> Spetsnaz is coming out of helicopters and he's just kicking them out of the fucking sky. <laughs> he's just up there. I know. I want to watch that, that movie really bad. <laughs> uh, but I give it a thumbs middle. Like, I can see what it was trying to do. I just don't think it's super successful I'm just a fanboy. That's why. Yeah. That's the only reason if, i like it more than i should and i know that i'm not above knowing that so say you're somebody that hasn't watched a bruce lee movie and you're listening to this which would be odd but is definitely 
possible, which movie would you actually recommend that they see first? Wow, that's hard because I really like Game of Death too. Even the parts that he's in it, the parts exactly. that he's the actually parts, in, the parts he's in are amazing. Because, but the rest of that movie is real hard to watch. Most of it, most of what he's in is all fight. Yes, it's all action because that's what they were and filming that's first. Some of the coolest fucking action that there is with him. Dude, the fight with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is it's so, so cool. It's so like, different, and Kareem is such a giant guy compared to Bruce Lee yeah. that the the aesthetics and the way the way it visually looks while they're fighting is, is just beyond cool yeah. yeah it's rad for me i have to go with big boss like it is the movie that made bruce lee a international film star like no, no that's, that's enter the, the dragon, dragon. Big Boss is the one where you see him punching through the blocks of ice when, like, people actually attacked him and they rolled film on it as he, like, literally beat the shit out of real people that were really (laughs) trying to take money from him. Yeah. And then he was like, that was a real fight. Like, get rid of that film. Like, and that's all lost now. (laughs) Like, how incredible would that be to see? And, like, you've... you've It came off the heels of the Green Hornet. It was only... Four years later, and the Green Hornet with him was fucking huge. It is too. pretty big. Yeah. How about you? If you could recommend, I would probably grab the easiest one. Probably Enter the Dragon. It is because Fist of Fury is good too. It's a I straight know. up like this is it. This is what they're all like to varying degrees. Yeah, he's definitely going to wear some weird outfits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely. Alicia's like, does he just walk around with nunchucks in his in his back yes, pocket? I was yes. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wears that long-ass coat, so you don't fucking see him. Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee does whatever the fuck Bruce Lee wants. Yeah. Are you going to stop him? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sir, I'm going to need you to put those nunchucks. Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. We're co- well, I know we're coming to the end, but I, I, another funny fucking thing for me was when the big dude of the low-level thugs grabs the nunchucks, and he's fucking trying to do it, and he whacks them. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty <laughs> awesome moment. <laughs> I do like the noise that the nunchucks make as they hit people in the head. <laughs> it sounds like two two-by-fours just hitting each other. It's, bonk, it's all bonk. bonk. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's definitely – I enjoyed this a lot more than Warrior Nun. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I hated that Because it wasn't 10 hours? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Fuck. God, that show is awful. <laughs> oh man oh, well with that extra slam on warrior nine be sure to check out check check, check, all, check all. be sure to check out all of our social media on our website go to totlb.com where you can find all of that plus some other little goodies uh if you would like to join us and support us go to patreon.com slash totlb where you can get all sorts of cool things that we are way more on top of than we were like three Bless weeks you. ago um Finally, check out our YouTube, tinyurl.com slash TOTLBTube. Subscribe, like, share, do all those things that they tell you to do at the end of all of the YouTube videos. And hit the bell. Hit the bell, do the ring bell, do like the and things. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. When new videos are and then click on the video that's right here. Maybe. Maybe here. I think mine can put yeah, it's it's somewhere. He's probably gonna put it like over here. Yeah, put it like on the yeah. bottom just to fuck around just so with we're us. At nothing, and it's just gonna be a sign like you have small dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you have any opinions about small dicks, be sure to call us at nine seven zero five seven three six one four eight. Once upon a time, in a land of magical fairies and unicorns, there were also 
Midgets. Midgets. And there was a knight riding boldly on his horse <laughs> towards those midgets. Lust from his groin pulsating. And now he's dead. Lust his name is Michael Kirk, 970-573-6148. Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. <laughs> With that said, I've been Gabe. I'm one. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albi is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.